welcome to Stream Police, where we review the best, the worst, and the blurst of video streaming. This is John Otney. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Michael Seventy. How are you doing, Michael? Uh, good. I can't believe I got referred to as Mr. Michael Seventy. That's a big step up for me. Trying to, you know, keep things formal now. Like, yeah. this is a new chapter in, in Stream Police. It's way so, class here, yeah. So we're back after about, I don't know, three-month hiatus. Uh, I apologize to anyone who was eagerly awaiting our review of Tapeheads, <laughs> which I believe was the film we were going to review back at the end of June. Uh, Apology instead, accepted. <laughs> instead, we'll be doing a new film under our new format. If you have heard any of our previous episodes, you know that we review primarily films on Netflix that were selected through an online randomizer. But I think over time we came to hate the randomizer. Mm. So we're abandoning that format, so we can just kind of select them ourselves, you know? I think that'll give more incentive to actually do them. <laughs> Tough decision, but I think it was the right one. Um, I don't know, Michael, do you think it was difficult sticking to that old format? I don't know. I We were at the, the whim of the of the randomizer, and that, that led to some discoveries, you know? <laughs> I don't think we ever would have... <laughs> Would have watched that Jackie Chan movie, Project A2, if it hadn't been for the yeah, randomizer. Yeah, the second one. Yeah, we, we didn't even <laughs> see the first one. Like, that especially. <laughs> uh, so that's a unique experience that the randomizer gave us. But at the same time, it makes it very hard to want to talk about something for an hour. If it's something that... Like, it's not even a matter of good or bad. It's just a matter of some movies just don't lend themselves to this kind of conversation. Yeah, you know, sometimes I think it's it's not even the films that are the bad films that make it hard to do this kind of podcast. It's more of the films that are just okay. Yeah. Like, there's not really anything interesting to say about it. Like, at least with a really bad film, I feel like I can learn something from it. <laughs> but, like, with a really, like, just passable film, like, I remember one, I actually think I gave it a recommend, but I don't know why I did that. We watched some, like, bank robber movie that was, like, a Bonnie and Clyde knockoff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I gained anything as a person from watching that. What was that called? Like three rattlesnakes at Sunday. Three. <laughs> three. <laughs> I want to say it had like a cigarette at like Merle Haggard. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Somebody. And a young Chris Christopherson. I can't remember it. Maybe I had Dick <laughs> Clark, I think. I think I had Dick Clark. Yeah. Yeah, Dick Clark. Oh my god, yeah. Easy three snakes. <laughs> These I, god, three snakes I, of mine. I don't know. That shows the kind of effect it had on me. I probably gave it a recommend, too, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so check that out. Uh, <laughs> but no, we decided to uh, choose something fun for our for our big comeback. Yeah. Our big comeback episode. What's kind of funny, though, is we picked something that was on Netflix, and as uh, when this podcast goes up, it'll no longer be on Netflix. You can't watch it on streaming. <laughs> uh, maybe it's on some other service. I don't know. It's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The 2014 version produced by Michael Bay. Mm. Thought that'd be fun. I, I think we both kind of probably have some nostalgia for the turtles. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any turtle memories? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, turtle memories, as they would be called, because like they're like, it's like Batman. They turtle is the prefix to everything. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's not as like sleek as bat. Blah blah blah. But yeah, my turtle memories. Um, I remember the early 90s cartoon was my first exposure to them. Uh, that had that little VHS tape that had like two episodes on it, and I watched that yeah. like every day for months. And then I finally, uh, when I went to the premiere video in Spokane, Washington, Ooh. I saw that they had the uh, live action uh, movie and watched the hell out of that. Uh, my first exposure to the work of Elias Cotias, uh, great actor there. And then. Um, they didn't have the second one. They had the poster for the second one in the video store, which really pissed me off. If you have the poster, you should have the video. Yeah, Same why would thing. you advertise a movie you don't have? Yeah, it's I. So I sued them, and it was the like legal <laughs> bullshit. It took months, but uh, they did have the third one, Turtles in Time, and that was uh, my first lesson in uh, shitty sequels. So uh, yeah, I learned a lot from the Turtles franchise. Yeah, I had kind of a similar experience, minus the suing part. Yeah. Um, I was very litigious as a seven-year-old. You know, enjoying the cartoons, mostly from the tapes. Mm -hmm. I think it may have started a little bit before our time. Is it maybe late 80s? Yeah, I mean, that's... I, I guess if you look at the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles chrono chronology, uh, it all kind of begins in 84. 
And that's when the guys, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, their names, uh, made the kind of indie comic book, which was actually like a satire of the kind of shitty comic books being made at the time. Uh, which I, I, I've learned this over the years, and I have vague recollections of like finding it online and like reading it there and but i I have no connection to that i i know that it's supposedly like a kind of a cool underground thing and but all i really know is the cartoons and the movies and that one weird live action show that had a crossover with power rangers at one point that's all is that the one that had the girl yeah yeah it had a girl turtle like a girdle or something yeah yeah venus the lady yeah, I um, I I've, I have read the comics before, and I kind of like them. They're kind of fun. Yeah, but yeah, for me, it was mostly the same kind of thing, like getting the tapes. Mm. Have two episodes, especially the one with those little yellow monsters. <laughs> yeah, what what were those? I I don't know. They kind of <laughs> looked like the aliens from the alien movies, but yellow. Okay, I remember they grew. Uh, I'm, I'm stop <laughs> trying to vaguely remember this. But then watching the movies and enjoying those. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen all of the third one because it's really boring. I remember it's, it's really disappointing because if you're watching them in order as a kid, yeah. and you know you don't have the internet, so you don't know what the next one's going to be about or anything, you're like, oh man, the second one has monsters. I wonder what the, what the third one's going to have. Is it going to have, oh, what's that brain guy's name? Crane. Crane. Is it going to have like Dimension <laughs> X or all this other stuff? It's like, no, they're going to travel back in time to Japan Bullshit. and fight some American dude or British dude, probably. Yeah, I have just, no memory of it. I, it's super lame. Aren't they not even in a sewer anymore at the beginning? Like, they're just hanging out somewhere? I don't know. I once saw, like, a funny... It was, like, a review of all of the films, and it shows how they reveal the turtles in each one. Like, if you remember that first movie, they're really, like, secretive about the turtles. Like, they're just little hints of them all around New York City, and it's actually kind of cool. Yeah. And then the second one, they just, like, leap into a fight after this, like pizza boys fighting off ninjas yeah yeah and then in the third one they just come in and they're like doing a limbo dance (laughs) kind of like destroys the integrity (laughs) of the turtles in this in these movies i I never i never saw i think they did another they did an animated movie like 2012 or something oh yeah i'd assume that's strictly for babies strictly for babies was actually the mpaa (laughs) rating (laughs) there was no letter abbreviation for it It it's just strictly for babies yeah, and I think they had a cartoon. They it, it's one of those things they've relaunched again and again. They had one like when I was twelve or thirteen or something yeah. that I'm embarrassed to admit I did watch a little bit, even though it's probably too old. I <laughs> sure. think that was on like WB, and that show was okay actually. Yeah, and I think it's back again huh. in a new format. Now it's owned by Nickelodeon. Oh yeah, which, aren't which they really interesting? I feel yeah. like there's like Nickelodeon logo on this at some point. Yeah, maybe, I, I, yeah, I'd love to talk about that. So let's 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 just get right into it. So, okay. Let's talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Crime, violence, and fear have run rampant. Our great city is being destroyed. People want justice restored to this world. People want heroes. Miss O'Neill. When I, uh put this movie on netflix i could notice there was something wrong before the film even started at least that was that was my experience like so you see i think it was i think it's paramount film it starts with the the stars going over the mountain oh yeah and it's got this really brooding music like oh i'm gonna watch like a transformer some badass this is gonna be brooding and dark (laughs) and then it shows a big green comic sans font nickelodeon (laughs) and right and right off the bat i'm like so is this like a kids movie or is this like a movie for adults and like at least for me like that was my biggest struggle with this movie like the whole way through is like i don't know if this is supposed to be like for kids or if they're trying to make it like cool or but they're they're trying to do like both yeah which doesn't make like any sense so uh, but i'll get it i'll get more into that later so let's talk about the plot a little bit as much as i really don't want to uh it opens with shots in new york city done like comic style they're like drawings just cool because it's like a throwback to the comics yeah uh it totally sucks and then there's some narration <laughs> over that uh splinter i think he's tony shalhoub yeah tony shalhoub i guess just because like i think he was in pain and gain so maybe like michael bay like, like Bone. i only know like uh. five actors let's get this guy <laughs> and then it 
I think I think it started right with April O'Neil like talking to some like shipping yard guy because she's like this tough journalist who's trying to get down to the to the dark underbelly of the city. Yeah, yeah. And right away, I'm I'm pretty bugged by her character because I remember after she talks to this guy like her cameraman, which is Will Arnett for some reason. I guess he's supposed to be funny. They like have to go over to some. Uh, Oh, it's like this guy who's do, who's got this new workout, and they have to go film it and do like a little news piece on it. Yeah. She's like, "I didn't spend four years of journalism school to do this," and I'm just thinking about God, what a douche! Like, so many people work so hard to do exactly that, like four yeah. years. Like, and, and you have this awesome job in New York City, <laughs> but no, you're a hard hitting reporter. You got to get down to the hmm. to the real story. So right away, I hate her. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you felt about Megan Fox. Yeah, I don't know. I, she did seem to fancy herself like a the Bob Woodward, Carl Bernstein of of New York City, and she's like pissed off that she's I, something. She's like jumping on a trampoline for some like you know Today Show kind of thing, right? Like, isn't that what it is? Yeah. So she's disgruntled, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I for one thing, I this is the first time I've seen Megan Fox in a long time. I can't remember the last thing i saw her in actually i've only watched a couple of things that she's been in and uh i'm gonna say that the last one was jennifer's body probably which uh i i actually liked her in that and i i um all i can think about when i think about megan fox is how she was like kind of america's it girl for a while and she got kind of that huge backlash and she also pissed off michael bay by saying that he was hitler or something and then she, yeah. she got fired from transformers 3 and now i guess michael bay in in his mercy and wisdom has uh, allowed her to be april o'neill in this so I, I was actually really taken out of it as soon as i saw oh wait megan fox uh <laughs> but yeah so uh all throughout this i i i i just couldn't like see <laughs> Uh, this seems like such a weird thing to say, but like, there's no point in the movie where I bought that that was April O'Neil. <laughs> oh <No>, yeah, <laughs> which is, I, I that. but that's like stupid though. <laughs> no, I, I I agree. Yeah, it's hard to separate Megan Fox from like the character she's playing. Um, All right. Yeah. So she's investigating the Foot Clan, and mm-hmm. they're like stealing things. I don't know. I mean, I know what they're doing later on, but I can't remember what they're doing at the beginning of the film. They're just stealing shit and doing yeah. bad stuff, and. <laughs> She encounters them, like, one night and uh, gets saved by the turtles, but we don't really, like, see them that much, so. Yeah. I, I can't remember if she sees them in that first encounter. I think she does, actually. Yeah, I think so. Or, wait, no, she sees them on the subway thing, right? Oh, yeah. Well, anyways, let's, so eventually she does see them, and she's trying to tell, like, everyone back at the uh, at Channel 6. Whoopi Goldberg is her boss for some reason. I guess this is the movie she just had to come back at, like, out of retirement to do. Yeah, what is, why? I don't understand that at all. <laughs> like, what was the casting choice there? Like, I, I just, <laughs> I'm trying she to really out. spoke to her. Yeah, I, okay, what's the demo that they're thinking like whoopi goldberg are, are they casting her because there's gonna be parents that are like oh whoopi goldberg something for us like because i don't think who i don't know people that watch the view are gonna be taking their kids to the movie is that it i think so uh yeah. i think that that's part of something i want to address a little bit about how this movie tries to go for literally every demographic yeah which is impossible and it pretty much fails miraculously at doing that yeah but april o'neill uh, gets fired at some point uh I'll, you, you know what happens eventually she'll just end up with the turtles and they'll be they'll be faced against some bad guy plot i believe it's something to do with um getting some sort of virus or plague and like spreading it all over the city but then they're the only people with like the cure yeah yeah which doesn't make much sense but i'll i'll go with it it's, you know it's teenage ninja turtles movie and the bad guys are William Fickner, mm-hmm. some boring CEO guy, <laughs> and Shredder, who they go to a great effort to hide his face for some reason. I don't know. I don't really care. And then he, whenever he's in his costume, he kind of just looks like a robot. Yeah. I was, like, convinced. Like, so he's, like, a robot? Like, he... Yeah. It's just weird. He has, like, these... He's, like, eight feet tall. Yeah, he's just like this weird thing of metal that's has no personality. And has these weird Swiss Army knife hands. Mm. 
I think Vincent Price made him in a castle and <laughs> didn't finish him. <laughs> yeah, he's really supposed to make cookies. <laughs> so uh, they have a pretty lame plan. It's And then it's just your kind of standard, like, you know Splinter's going to get captured at some point and they have to go rescue him, and there's a bunch of dumb jokes. Yeah. So I guess I could jump right into my biggest problem with this movie about how it seems to be a movie for no one. Like, I feel like with the, the turtles, you either have to make it for, like, little kids or you have to go and, like, make it, like, serious, which they're never going to do because, like, it's owned by Nickelodeon now. Well, like, what, what, what's a serious Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, though? I guess I guess that's a good point. I don't really know what Because even... <laughs> well, no, well I, I guess I know. It's, it's, little, it's little things. I mean, there's other problems, but, like... I remember early on there's a part where they all all the turtles are running and they kind of get stuck going through like a pathway and then one of them farts and says like oh pepperoni okay yeah and i'm just oh my god i mean that's like, lame as hell but i often, like <laughs> all right here's the okay what it comes down to is you can make like a really fun appealing movie with the teenage mutant ninja turtles i'm not going to pretend that that first movie from 90 or whatever uh is citizen kane but like it's appealing you know i haven't watched it in years so i don't know i might be wrong but uh you know the the designs are kind of fun and the jokes work for what they are as as i recall and i don't know fucking my man elias is is in there as casey jones so there's you know there's something going on there this one like there's no there's nothing man it's yeah it's it's jokes that like there, there's at one point they're watching the keyboard cat video right yeah yeah and they just he just comments on it and yeah that's i don't know there's it's just abysmal fucking abysmal comedy i mean i guess my biggest problem is it it just it tries to be gritty yeah and it just comes off as boring yeah and and the characters are boring like i think we all know the the character types for the most part they do an okay job of representing them but one thing i don't know why this is a big problem for me is like leonardo makes less sense than ever to me like he's supposed to be like the serious leader but he's like voiced by johnny knoxville and he's still like he's just basically just like Raphael 2.0 and it's like they couldn't even get like very simple character types right i feel like they're trying to make everybody like serious <laughs> and a jokester and it's like they're all like the same character. Like I don't feel the personalities are like defined at all. So. And they lay it out in the in that song. Leonardo leads. Donatello builds machines. Uh, Raphael is cool but crude. Michelangelo is a party dude. Like that's it's all the four classic <laughs> archetypes. Those are Joseph Campbell's fucking like that's the written. Everybody who studies literature knows those four character types, and yet they somehow got this weird mishmash of like. If, if you didn't know what color fucking mask they were wearing, they would all just be kind of interchangeable. Yeah, and uh, so the characters are terrible. They look terrible. They're terrifying. I don't yeah. know. I, I couldn't get over how they looked. So gross. I, I don't understand why they're so tall, too. Aren't they, like, 17? They're, like, <laughs> 6 foot 4 and, like, ripped. <laughs> yeah, they... I mean, I, I don't know what a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle would look like. As, but yeah, they, they do seem tall for their age, I would say. I uh, On that CGI turtle note, did you see that Onion article where it was uh, Michael Bay gives fans a sneak peek at uh, Ninja Turtle's hyper-realistic uh, CGI genitalia? Oh my god, no, I haven't, I haven't it, seen that. Yeah, it's it, basically that's my problem with that kind of like we're going for realism thing like okay you're going for a realistic design with the ninja turtles it's just it's just gonna look weird and uncomfortable and gross and, and yeah it, there's just stick with the suits man i mean yeah it's like it's like doing a movie like if you did a movie with a giant dragon it's like we're gonna make a realistic looking dragon now <laughs> it's like it's not something that's real like yeah. you don't need to like make it look like a like you don't need to make these look like real turtles they're yeah. not real turtles they're weird yeah they're weird hybrids yeah. oh you know so that i totally forgot to bring up was uh, the origin of the turtles right it's very strange in this movie not so much that like you know it's still mutagen and all that stuff but like april <laughs> o'neill was somehow involved or like at least around when they were just little baby turtles her dad was this uh scientist working for this company with william fickner's company 
developing this mutagen and she used to like hang out with all the little turtles and she has like this like old video like home movie of of her hanging out with the turtles feeding them pizza yeah she drops pizza in there so that's why they like pizza (laughs) finally the origin to the pizza obsession that seems so weird to me to make that connection like we like we need to make them like have a strong character connection so we like she needs to know that she's like seeing them but then she like forgets or something yeah she forgets it just reads like, oh yeah, I've met you guys before. I, I've met you weird, like magical turtles. <laughs> how did you forget? How, how how did that slip your mind? Were you blocking that out? That seems unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, that's more origin than we really get for the Foot Clan, isn't it? Like, do we ever really figure out what their whole deal is? All I remember is that the opening Splinter in his narration says. And the Foot Clan just step over everybody. Because <laughs> they're Foot. They're the Foot Clan. Yeah, I get it. That's, that's why they're that. Yeah, I like so, it. They're just there to step over everybody. I'm not really sure why they want control. Like, the bad guys just keep talking about, we want control of yeah. the whole city. For for what? Like, what? just like the, just the city? Do you want other cities? Like, is this the first step? Like, yeah. just want to rule like kings? Like That's a vague villain plan. <laughs> And you know. want to give everyone like a virus, and then like, like then save them, or yeah, wasn't that the what that whole thing was like? It's a virus. Mm-hmm. What, but what does the virus do? Does it just kill everybody? Or I think it just kills them. Like it, you know, what would have been a way better plot, and I could just come up with a way better plot in like five seconds, <laughs> is if they'd made Shredder like kind of like a mutant, and then like he wants to turn everyone else into mutants to like start a new society there you go better better plot makes more sense very magneto s yeah very yeah. magneto but no he just like they just want to like make everyone like sick so then it's like well now you have to come crawling to us <laughs> to make you better <laughs> it just seems weird that the foot clan and william fickner both want this plan yeah it's I... like if you want to enslave everybody i want to enslave everybody let's team up god it's yeah yeah, speaking of which, is this like, uh, I don't know, it, William Fickner, this is obviously like a paycheck thing for him, but I, I don't know, what, what's he been doing lately? Is this, uh, I, I feel like I've seen him in stuff. He was in Dark Knight for a few seconds. I think he was in Prison Break. Prison Break. If you remember, I think that, that can't, I think that ended like five years ago. Yeah, yeah, hmm. He just kind of does bit parts, you know. He's just—I think he's just kind of a character actor now, and that's fine. Yeah. I you know guess. what I thought they were gonna do, huh. and I think I—I I thought I heard something about this before this movie even came out. I thought the—the the twist was gonna be, oh, he's gonna be Shredder. Oh, okay. Which—which which would have been kind of weird, but at least it would have been kind of interesting too. Yeah. I but no, he's just that. some guy. He's just a dude. I don't know. I, I can't remember. Was there a particular reason why he wanted power, like? Uh, he he was involved with destroying all of the April O'Neil's dad's like work. Like, yeah, like for he, some reason he kills her dad, and then she's like, "You killed my father," <laughs> and that. So, but the, I I have no idea why that was just to steal his stuff. I guess, but he doesn't have any of his own mutants. Yeah, so it, that kind of seemed like a waste. Like, so there's not. I, why didn't he just make like? crocodiles that are really mutated ninjas because those would definitely beat the ninja turtles i mean right i don't know i don't really i don't there's probably an explanation but i'm I'm sure it wasn't a very good one because we're not remembering it why he wanted to destroy this research and what he was gaining from that see i think it says something that we can't really follow the motivations and the plot uh of this kind of very simple kids movie and i think it has to do with the fact that this is so low energy for a movie called teenage mutant ninja turtles like it's hard to really stay invested because there's very little spark to the direction um it there's a lot of stasis and even the score like there's very little music and what music there is isn't very exciting it's all just it's as boring as uh, this kind of movie can possibly get yeah no i agree i think they should have gone for a much lighter tone more wacky more over the top yeah uh lots of i don't know maybe like some break more break dancing scenes and stuff way more break dancing for sure like i know that sounds ridiculous but this is the kind of movie where you need to make it as ridiculous as possible and then see if it works out that that's like way more interesting than playing it super super low-key and then failing at that 
Yeah. At least if you're wacky, you're kind of being true to the spirit of the cartoon show, which is how most people remember it, you know? Right. Most people remember the cartoon show, and they remember it being silly and wacky. Like, uh, pay tribute to that. Yeah, you can be fucking goofy. And you you can be... uh, You can honestly make a good movie out of this. And I'm not... I, again, have not seen the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in a while. I don't know. But look at the Wachowskis with Speed Racer. Like, that... There's that was a fucking good movie. I'll say it right now. And that <laughs> I've it, never seen it. I don't know. I recommend it. Check it out. It they they made it infectious. It, it's fun, and it's not just like winking. Oh, we're doing Speed Racer, but it's also not like a gritty reboot of Speed Racer. It's just like they made a fucking Speed Racer movie, and it works. It really fucking works. You and I, I just feel like this was like this weird focus group. Like, all right, we got to make it gritty. We gotta have Whoopi in there for some reason, uh, you know. It just it, it's just awful. You know, and that comes back to what I was saying about how they're trying to hit any every demographic, and really the ones they should be going for are really little kids yeah. and like thirty five year olds who like really liked this when they were a kid. You know, so <laughs> yeah. you should make it light and wacky, but then like maybe pay tribute to like some of the older stuff, have more like some references or yeah. old character types. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, maybe some like funny music in there, like some 80s or 90s music. Sure. Kind of give it a, a light tone. But no, like I feel like they're trying to make it like this is for like teenagers too, though. Like teenagers don't want to see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They don't give a shit. <laughs> see, I figure teenagers would love to see it because it's like, oh, they're teenagers. Well, finally, maybe that speaks to what I'm going through. You know, <laughs> they can look <laughs> they at got that real and problems. <laughs> <laughs> they go through what we go through except like they're mutant ninja turtles but you know we gotta get those demographics too mutants <laughs> people with weird defects but like they're ninjas. trying to get teenagers in there and then like they're they have like whoopi goldberg <laughs> we really keep we're giving whoopi a lot of shit here aren't we <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense like it's weird because she doesn't act very often anymore no if at doesn't. all and it's not like she was in the original movie or something, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I. It totally takes me. It's I, I, okay. I keep saying it takes me out of it. Like, okay, a lot of things are jerking me out of the the I'm really fucking, invested here. It's taking me out of the experience. <laughs> the mise en scene of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but really, like Whoopi Goldberg. It's like wait why is she in this and i'm like googling it is there like some was there like an online campaign like let's get betty white and whoopi goldberg and teenage mutant ninja turtles and they only acquiesce to the to goldberg yeah, i don't know it, it, it's fucking weird no it's it's very weird um there's not really anyone in the cast here that jumps out at me even will arnett which i feel really bad about because everybody likes will arnett oh yeah I he just doesn't that. have anything to do it's not his fault you know no, he he did get like uh, some chuckles out of me, honestly, a couple of times. I don't, know, it's, uh, I don't know. He's he's doing his thing. I it's always nice to see him, honestly. So I <laughs> I guess I I'm sad it's, it's, he's not in a better movie, but I'm happy that he's there. I am creeped out by him being like the love interest for Megan Fox. That's kind of weird. It's yeah. difference there, like. I don't know why that's there. I don't know. They should have just had Eli's uh, Cotius back to play Casey Jones and just not comment on his age at all and just have him be the love interest for... I would have been okay with that for some reason. I feel like I remember hearing about how there was some original version of the script where they were going to be like space aliens and Casey Jones was going to be the focus of the film as like a young teenager. Oh, really? There's all this crazy shit and be like, this is terrible. And it probably was, but looking back, like... You know, as bizarre as that all would have been, maybe that would have been more interesting than what we got, which is just kind of a very low-key version of what we've already seen done better. Like, yeah. Yeah, shake know, it go, up a bit. Go go nuts. You know, that makes me think, is there anything redeeming or good about this movie? <laughs> uh, I kind of liked that when they were in the snow, when they were <laughs> fighting. I thought there was, you know, they actually kind of made it, Gave a little bit of energy there, and I was just grateful that I was watching a fight scene that wasn't fucking boring for the first time in this movie. And, uh, yeah. Some of the special effects wasn't that bad. Actually, even the CG I, I thought was okay. I, I just didn't like how they the design of the turtles. Okay. I thought the CG looked passable, and it was kind of interesting. Um, yeah. I, I, st- I still didn't quite get the feeling that they were actually there. 
Yeah, no. I mean, it's but, uh, it's not integrated well. It's just I can appreciate some of the detail. Sure. In some of the scenes, and yeah, that snow section was kind of cool. It's not really the environment I expect to see the turtles in. So yeah, I don't know. That's a little bit of shaking it up, I guess. Um, I don't know. There, I, I'm trying to think of like some stray lines that I liked or something, but really, I don't know. I, I there's not a whole <laughs> memorable jokes or anything. You know, there's one scene that I kind of liked, but I'm not proud of it because I'm like, what, what's wrong with me? And that was, there's a scene where they're, it's right near the ending and they're, they're like in an elevator yeah, and they're all kind of like getting pumped up for the battle and they're kind of like jamming on their, their like, their oh, weapons, yeah. they're kind of playing them like their drums and like getting themselves pumped up. And I'm like, the movie should be more of this, these kind of moments. So that's like, you, you keep breaking away from the action. But I guess, I, I guess they did try to do that, but the jokes were usually bad ones. I actually wrote that down. I was like, uh, the elevator scene, uh, some energy, finally. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that would have been nice, because it's like, hey, they're they're teenagers, and they're getting pumped up, and they're having fun, and these guys are supposed to be fun, and you're supposed to like them. And I think they, they remembered that for a scene, which was <laughs> appreciated. Um, yeah, it would have been cool if we had more of that going on. I don't know why they made it into this fucking... It's the dark night of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Yeah, you know, a movie I thought about that I thought this could have borrowed more from was... I thought about how Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, just a year or two ago, mm-hmm. was basically a comedy movie, but it had, like, a serious plot. And that's what this should have been, but I felt like it tried to have too many serious moments with the Turtles. Like, this is, like, on the downtime, like, this is where we should be having fun. It's, like, really brooding, like, conversations and, like, like speeches and stuff. And, like, we need less of that, more jokes... We can have a serious plot, but keep everything else pretty light. Yeah. And they didn't really do that. For the most part, it's pretty serious, just with the occasional, like, one-liner, which yeah. usually flops. It's usually something about pizza or, <laughs> or like, an internet video or whatever. I think there's a part yeah. where they're, like, little kids, and they're watching the Hall of Batgirl music video. <laughs> yeah important Uh, part of their coming of age for some reason uh, all of our coming of ages uh there was at one point one of them said like something about wu-tang when they were climbing away from a battle and i think there was some kind of like yeah when like she first sees them there's ah fuck it i don't know i I don't want to try to remember jokes that i chuckled (laughs) at at teenage mutant ninja turtles (laughs) that's a fool's errand um but yeah no the do you know what, like, uh, Patton Oswalt, among others, uh, have talked about uh, being in, in punch-up for movies where they just get a bunch of comedians together and they just oh, kind of yeah. go over a script and throw in some uh, some jokes. And, it, you know, it's not a, a very organic thing, and sometimes that's clear in the final product. But I think if any movie could have used a little bit more of that... Uh, and for all I know, they, the, all the stuff we chuckled at was from that. But, uh, you know, th- this could have used some more lightening up of the material, not just, like, stupid gags in the credits where they're climbing on Victoria's Secret billboards, uh, which was grown. Uh, but, yeah, they, they, you know, just fucking come some jokes, man. Let Johnny Knoxville just improvise a little bit. Yeah, do some jackass-like stunts as well. Yeah. Have Tony Shalhoub do a whole thing about how Splinter has, like, OCD, and he doesn't want to, like, be in a sewer like Monk. Yeah, yeah, people appreciate Monk references. I think so. They should actually have just done this whole thing as, like, a Monk crossover. Like, (laughs) once Tony Shalhoub was on board, he should have just, like, taken it in that direction. That's what we all want to see. I think so. Um, Yeah, it would have... I think benefited from just being in better hands like uh someone maybe who is more of a comedy background or yeah or something like that i noticed the director's jonathan liebsman i looked him up and some of the movies he's made darkness falls battle los angeles texas chainsaw massacre the beginning uh, almost, the beginning it almost seems like they'd started off like we're gonna make something gritty and dark but that <laughs> the last second like oh wait but it's gotta be like fun too and it seems like they got the wrong person for the job, you know. They well, should got like those Lego movie guys or something. Yeah, no, that I I agree. I think that yeah, that's exactly who they should have got for that. Uh, maybe they'll make they're making a Lego Batman. Maybe they'll make a Lego TMNT or something. But wow, what a fucking bizarre choice for a director. I mean, he's never done anything remotely funny. Yeah, I mean, so darkness falls. 
Is that the one about the evil? What is that? Like the, the, some sort of fairy or witch? Yeah, they it's call tooth it fairy. tooth fairy. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah. God, I can't believe I yeah. <laughs> Darkness Falls. I remember watching that. That's like from when I was in fourth grade or something. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. You know, like what kind of movie were they? Did they want to make? I don't think they really knew. Well, that was produced by Michael Bay too, so maybe he's just oh. like tight with him. Yeah, just he's just putting all the people he's tight with. Yeah, he's not trying weird. to. He's not trying to expand or like do anything new or special or huh. just trying to stay in his comfort zone. I guess it did well enough for a sequel. I noticed here there's a sequel. Is there really coming out next year, June? Damn. I mean, I get I, see these things. Of course, they're gonna get sequels because it's not like. It's a, a pretty family-friendly entry in, like, a huge franchise that, you know, it, that gets rebooted every few years. There's always, like, a new generation of young fans, and it's it's kind of a cash cow. But I don't know. If, if you took a poll of everybody who watched this movie and asked, do you want to see a sequel? I think most people would be ambivalent, right? Like... Is anybody is anybody demanding this? And I'm not, and we're not like asking that sarcastically. Like, do you think there are like kids who are like all you know into there being another one? But or and if they are, wouldn't they be just as excited for like another Guardians of the Galaxy? Like you said, you know. I think, I think it's for like uh, there's you know a lot of kids aren't really that picky when they go to the movies. They just kind of mm-hmm. go and they kind of they like a few things and they're kind of just tuning out for the rest of it and kicking their seat and eating popcorn. They kind of yeah. forget about it. And then another one comes out and they're like, oh, yeah, I like that. And they probably just think about the couple scenes that they liked. And then they just like the toys. So they're like, okay, yeah, this is for me. I'm excited. Let's go. Yeah. Turn- Turtles movie. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's like a movie made for kids that don't like really pay attention. Which is most kids. <laughs> uh, but I feel like if you're going to do that, just, just make it more for kids. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like you can't do it both ways. I mean... It, of course, that'd be like ideal. It's like, oh man, if they could find that balance between like serious and and, and comedic, but I just don't see like it happening, ever. So mm. I feel like just go one way or the other way. Um, and of course, they're never gonna go the super serious way because it's owned by Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're gonna get a hard R Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> Not yet. I mean, if you ever, I don't know. If, I think we mentioned the comics. Did you ever actually like page through? Well, I those in depth. I did read the the that first issue uh, on some like in a PDF file once, and I remember uh, it was in black and white, and Shredder dies on the first issue, and they yeah, give, yeah. they tell him to commit Harry Carry, and uh, it's um, I mean I like I I thought I thought it was clever, and like I I, I get. It's interesting, to, I guess, to see the roots of this and how it was like these two dudes who were kind of doing something a little tongue-in-cheek and um and how it kind of exploded into this entirely different thing um and yeah so for all i know the comics are really cool i just have no connect like but do you like them though they were good i mean they're fun like the one what you were just describing what was what i was going to bring up was shredder dies so early on and it's super violent like they yeah they like strap him to like a like a grenade or some sort of bomb <laughs> explosive and push him off a building and he blows yeah. up and it's pretty funny because like that's you know <laughs> it's so well, I mean, over the they top. build him up as like their darth vader basically and then he dies like right away <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah. and then like some of the other issues they go to like weird planets with robots and dinosaurs like this is cool like this is yeah. fun yeah i i bet it is like a good fucking thing i uh i just went on the the wikipedia page for peter laird and he just looks like this kind of like history teacher guy you know he's got these glasses he's bald he's you know 61 and then i went on the page for uh kevin eastman who's the other guy and he's like <laughs> he's got these like walking onto the set of entourage like these, <laughs> these big old sunglasses and this hairstyle like slicked back like a bad guy in a early 90s movie it's like i and i just I have this great idea of what their dynamic is now like <laughs> i i just think you know peter there it's like oh you know we just wanted to write a comic that would uh you know make people uh, happy <laughs> and then you got kevin eastman's like yeah baby we're fucking raking in the green with the turtle like i don't know i hope that's exactly what it is 
Oh yeah, they're definitely the odd couple. I, I don't know. Do you know who who writes it and who draws it, or if they both do it? Uh, it says they're both artists and writers. Okay. I don't. So I'm thinking there's a collab. I wonder how they feel about this. I feel like I think Peter Laird uh, is the one who sold the uh, the rights to Nickelodeon. I think Kevin Eastman lost his rights or sold them like a long time ago to Peter Laird. So oh really? I think he's probably okay with it because I think they probably still both get money with from it so they're probably just like oh you know it's fun this is the thing we made years ago we still get money from it huh so you know i that's fine i guess if, if they're okay with it i guess there's a reason i should be angry with it um i don't know <laughs> i'm pissed first of all <laughs> <laughs> but man this new movie this new movie sounds uh pretty bad i know so they got bebop and rocksteady are in the new one uh really who's playing them well it should be keenan kill right but it's not you know oh. that would have been perfect right that'd be great <laughs> but yeah. They went with, of course, uh, Gary Anthony Williams, who I like, oh. the comedic actor. He's been in lots of stuff. I know mostly from Malcolm in the Middle as yeah. Stevie's dad. I love he's, he's you know, Bebop. I've been watching Malcolm in the Middle uh, on Netflix. Holds yeah. up great. I was just oh, yeah. thinking, Gary Anthony Williams, super funny. Like he always, he's just like uh, Brian Cranston. He always commits. He's got no vanity. He just fucking goes for it. I'm super happy for him. That's great news. Yeah, he's great. And then Rocksteady is uh, being played by a wrestler named Seamus. Is he Irish? Um, I guess he has Yeah, him. he is. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest thing. <laughs> a wrestler named Seamus. Is he Irish? Um, let me check my notes. Um, yes. <laughs> Seamus is Irish. Uh, so so what's, he, what's his thing? Like, Does he wrestle like in a leprechaun costume? Uh, no, he's like a big dude. He has like a mohawk, so I'm I guess they like up. probably saw him with a mohawk. Like this guy's edgy. He can oh, do one of them. Wow, he he looks amazing. But he's not the he's not the one with the mohawk. So, wait, so he's Rocksteady? He's Rocksteady. They fucked up, man. You... <laughs> he already had the mohawk. He was ready to go. He came to the audition wearing the mohawk and like thinking he was gonna get it, but like they pulled it out from under him, and I was like, oh, okay. Does this mean Rocksteady's going to be Irish? Ah, oh, wow. That's kind of weird. I can't imagine this guy has, like... I, I don't imagine he's, like, a really talented actor, so I imagine he'd probably do an Irish accent, right? Yeah. I, it's kind of weird to cast a wrestler as a part that'll be probably mostly be CGI. Well, you know, nobody... Dwayne Johnson uh, was a revelation, wasn't he? You know? Yeah. So, who knows? Maybe he's got some charisma i mean i guess you have to have charisma if you're wrestling professionally holy shit the sequel's called teenage mutant ninja turtles colon half shell i feel like that's confusing because it doesn't like mean two or something yeah because half shell if it were like uh it was like lion king one and a half (laughs) that would make sense yeah it's like it makes it seem like it's a half sequel or something. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It's just like some words that are related to turtles. Well, maybe the plot of the movie is they uh, lose half of their shells. Or two of them lose their shells and two of them don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. about how the dynamic in the group changes. There's like a new hierarchy because Leo doesn't have his shell anymore. So he can't be the leader. That could be. It could be. Yeah. I see that uh, they have Casey Jones being played by that guy from Arrow. I oh. don't have really any. Ask Joe Taft about that. that. I think he yeah. he he catch, he's up with Arrow. Yeah, I noticed Tyler Perry is uh, Baxter Stockman. Oh, if you if Baxter you remember that character from Stockman. the uh, from the cartoon, he's the guy that turned into the fly monster. Can't say I do, but. I don't know. Okay. So I would love to see Tyler Perry turn into a fly monster. I don't think they're going to do that, though. Um, I think also in the in the comic books and maybe in the TV show, Baxter Stockman was also the guy that created those little kind of metal-looking dog things. I remember those. I think they're oh, called the yeah, Mausers or something. So those might be in here. Oh, that guy was bad. He was bad news. Watch out, guys. Watch out, Turtles. I guess he – does he make Bebop and Rocksteady? Uh, he doesn't really have any plot information. They just kind of threw in a bunch of uh. – Laura Linney. Finally, right? <laughs> and a bunch of basketball cameos. I don't know what they're doing here. They're just kind of throwing in everything and seeing if, see if it works. See, I'm already on board with this. I think this is already going to be way better than the first one because they got fucking uh, my man, Gary Anthony Williams, in there. 
and not only that, but Laura Linney, who I've always wanted to see in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. And they got, like, I feel like they got the tone of this right because there's going to be basketball players having a cameo in it. Like, you know, so it's going to be cameos. Like Vanilla Ice and The Secret yeah. of the Ooze. It's going to be fun again. Bring back the last. They could just include Vanilla Ice. See, like, stuff like that is, like, that's the stuff for, like, the 35-year-olds that go to see these movies. Like, yeah. little, those little throwbacks. Yeah. Need more of that. The throwbacks. Who knows? It, it does sound like more of, like, what we were kind of saying they should do is throw in a bunch of crazy shit it doesn't matter if it doesn't work at least you're trying something kind of fun like in the spirit of the turtles like kookiness you know throw it all in do it yeah i mean they're called the teenage mutant ninja turtles exactly like that's you have to come on just have some fun with it let your hair down god why why did you get darkness falls to direct this movie (laughs) why is michael bay still producing he is still producing. Okay. Uh, it's the same writing team, so hmm. it's good because those guys, they, they got the characters down now, so they can just build <laughs> upon what they've created. Yeah. And it's got the director from uh, Earth to Echo, and okay. you know, that, was, that was a promising debut. I didn't see it. Maybe. I didn't see it. I've <laughs> <laughs> it's in the promising debut category on uh, Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, didn't get great reviews um or and it didn't open that well at the box office but still i mean that guy huh he uh, he knows how to speak to this generation <laughs> i assume because this generation they're always like uh earth to whatever and see that's why i called it earth to echo um earth to echo earth to echo hello echo you think the, you think that's a line or a seed in that movie i hope so i hope it's like well, um earth to echo you're a little floating robot you can't go to prom. I don't know what the plot of the movie is. <laughs> I hope that's what it is. I hope no. That that sounds right. <laughs> he just wants to go to prom, but they can't let him go because he's a robot. Mm. It's powerful yeah, stuff. Maybe we'll, we'll review that sometime. I think that's usually right. on Netflix or something. Yeah. So, Michael, would you recommend Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Hmm. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't either. Yeah, it's not a good movie. It's uh, it's it's very. It's as boring as as this can possibly be. Uh, every once in a while, I'd go, oh, because I'd be, I'd be like, oh, Taron and kill him. Abby Elliott. There's cameos from people in this. And then every once in a while, Will Arnett would say something. I'd be like, ha, Will Arnett, you card. Um, but then besides that, there's really nothing to hold your interest. Only things to make you go, you know, why do, does that look so ugly? What is that guy doing? uh why are why are people who like live in new york uh going crazy over pizza hut (laughs) a lot of product placement i noticed (laughs) yeah for for pizza hut and crushed soda oh for yeah for crushed soda good oh god that's terrible terrible stuff um so yeah no i would not recommend the movie however i'm telling you right now i'm first in line for half shell man (laughs) i'll be fucking camping out (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, that sounds kind of funny. I would not recommend this, though. Not even to a little kid. I, there's so many other better little kid movies these days for, that you could watch. Yeah. Um, even Guardians of the Galaxy, I think a kid would enjoy a lot more than this. I think uh, so. So, yeah, no no one should have to see this. I don't care if you're, like, a super big fan like of the Turtles. Don't feel like you have to see this to complete, you know, seeing it everything turtle related it's not going to add anything new to the experience it's, if anything it's going to make you hate yourself a little bit for <laughs> devoting so much of your life to the turtles because yeah. this is what they've become what if you are such a big fan of teenage mutant ninja turtles that you do watch everything turtle related like any documentary about turtles on discovery or something you watch it just because of the vague connection to tmnt i think there's anybody out, out there like that Oh, yeah, probably. Have you ever seen there's like a cartoon from like the late '80s that has a bunch of '80s cartoon characters telling like kids not to do drugs? I have seen that. Yeah, and Michelangelo shows up. Yeah, whoa, yeah. dude. They also had a Turtles on Ice thing in the '90s that I know was. Oh, Turtles on Ice was popular. They like sang songs. <laughs> okay, I could see that happening. So. I saw Toy Story on Ice. Oh, really? It was act- Toy Story two on Ice actually. went to that it's like oh i'm so lost like (laughs) i was like wait 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 wait. they're toys (laughs) they had to stop the toys or ice skaters like are they live like they live on the ice rink i don't get it (laughs) 
It was great though. They they put in a bunch of new songs, but they took out the "When Somebody Loved Me" song because I think they just thought it was too sad to ice skate to. But I've seen like Michelle Kwan do like ice skating to sad songs, so I don't know. I feel like they could have gone there if they wanted to. Yeah, I, so that that was a good time. Yeah, I had fun. That was a good time. Yeah, you think there's a podcast out there that strictly reviews ice skating? performances yeah and i i bet uh you know we uh we didn't do an episode on the price of gold but we mentioned it we, we could have i don't know invite them to be guests and we can just talk about that 30 for 30 episode about tanya harding and uh, nancy kerrigan yeah that'd be good yeah okay so <laughs> a little off track there Sorry. <laughs> uh don't see tj ninja turtles do see toy story 2 on ice if you get the opportunity <laughs> and when they come to an ice rink near you they'll probably be moving on to three but and <laughs> they're they'll... probably a three by now they're probably not still in two <laughs> unless the fans have just demanded like you gotta bring two that was the best one bring it back <laughs> they'll come back around to one though it, it you know full circle seems more likely to do one uh, than two i actually heard pixar is going to be doing four uh on ice before they make it a movie like they're gonna oh. it's gonna be debuted on the on the rink as they say so they're doing a multimedia kind of event where it's going to be released on in ice skating, all these different formats. Um, is that a format? Is ice skating like release this as a video game, as a comic book, as a ice skating performance? <laughs> I, I wish that was like a thing. I hope in my lifetime that becomes a phenomenon with with movies that everything has to be an ice skating performance as well as a movie. That could be a really popular market that we just don't know anything about. Who knows? Like, uh, so yeah, good good stuff there. <laughs> so let's move on to a little segment I like to call John and Michael Recommend. <laughs> Michael, have you seen anything good recently? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say so. Um, actually, just a, a little bit ago, I a couple of things. Um, okay I'll, I'll one thing that i saw that i thought was good and then another thing that i actually not a big fan of but i i just want to talk about briefly mm-hmm. um the thing that I, I like that is on netflix and is streamable uh is the verdict the uh sydney lumet movie from 1982 oh yeah yeah i've seen yeah it. uh starring paul newman in uh you know a, a as one would imagine a great performance and it's you know he's playing this kind of you would almost see it uh as even though it's in 1982 as kind of like a very typical uh 70s uh kind of loser anti-hero protagonist guy you know he's this kind of ambulance chasing lawyer guy who is an alcoholic and uh you know cares more about the bottom line than anything else and then this uh case comes up that could potentially uh be a path to you know him becoming a redeemed person becoming a a human being uh and yeah it's uh it's notable for a couple reasons it's got that uh david mamet screenplay um and it's obviously a lumet uh film so i mean it's lumet directing uh, a mamet script which that alone i think is is uh, worth seeking out, especially with that Paul Newman as the lead performance. But also, I, I just think it's kind of an interesting time capsule in some ways. Like I, all through when I was watching it, the entire time I was just thinking, you know, in a lot of ways, this really wouldn't be made today. Certainly not by uh, released by a major studio. Like it, it is, even for '82, that's it's kind of uh, uh, pushing it because I, I think this is like a relic of that kind of uh new hollywood sort of character study uh era where these movies are a little bit more common and uh it's it's not quite like a courtroom drama or or a legal drama as much as it is just this kind of story this character's uh i don't know kind of bottoming out and uh trying to claw his way into grace (laughs) a little bit but yeah i i dug it i recommend it So what about you? Okay, so one movie that I watched recently that was is not a good movie, but I had such a good time watching it, and I hadn't seen it in a while, 
Uh, it was on HBO Now or whatever their streaming service is. I was at a friend's house. <laughs> was The Faculty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't seen it in years. Robert Rodriguez, Kevin Williamson of Scream fame wrote the script. <laughs> and it's a movie about kids going to a high school where all the teachers become aliens. And I just had the best time. Because, I mean, it's like... It's this late 90s time capsule of just, like, terrible fashion and... <laughs> The music, I think there was like a cover of um, Alice Cooper's I'm 18 by Creed. Ah, uh, really? <laughs> and then they do another brick in the wall, and it's like Tom Morello and Lane Staley. Oh my god, that's awesome. So just for the soundtrack, you should check it out. Yeah. And it's weird that it's the same guy from, the same guy that wrote Scream, because, I mean, maybe I have to see Scream again, but it feels so out of touch with, like, the youth. Like, they don't feel like real people. Oh, yeah. There's all this really ridiculous stuff going on in it. Like, it's funny, out of the whole movie, the one scene I remember the most is just very casually these guys, these bullies, pick up Elijah Wood. And this is kind of like in the background of a shot, are ramming his crotch repeatedly against a flagpole. And I'm like... That would like rupture his testicles. That guy's gonna like die. Is this like this is like some funny joke on the background? What's going on here? This isn't what happens at at like school. Or, or maybe it does, but it's not funny like this. Like, that was just kind of a weird little uh, side thing. Huh. And like the the cast, it's it's you know it's got it's got everyone you know who never became like super famous, except for maybe like I guess Elijah Woods done okay. Salma Hayek's in this. She's done okay. But then it's got oh, yeah. like Jordana Brewster and. Josh Hartnett and Robert Patrick, John Stewart. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, uh, he eats a pen jabbed in his eye, <laughs> and has weird like tentacle fingers. What a weird cast, you know? Like it's a very eclectic group of people. Yeah. And you know what's super funny is this is one of those movies that ends with uh, showing like uh, pictures of, or like it's like actually it's like footage of the cast, but then it has like their name like next to their you know the footage of them. Yeah. So like, oh, here's all the characters. And they get to uh, John Stewart, and uh, for anyone that hasn't seen the movie, this is a spoiler, so sorry. <laughs> but once they kill the head alien, everyone who's transformed goes back to normal. So they actually like have John Stewart, and he's got an eye patch, and he's like given a thumbs up. <laughs> it's like so he like lived. Like, did we really need that? Like, that's a weird thing <laughs> at the end. And just like it's really hokey, just showing everyone just like oh, shrugging at the camera with their name, you know, next to them. Yeah. And Oasis's "Stay Young" is playing in the background. What a great fucking soundtrack! That's amazing. <laughs> it's just like totally ridiculous, like funny movie. It's really, it's really stupid. It's weird that it's Robert Rodriguez. Uh, doesn't really feel like his other stuff, though. Yeah. I guess you know if you really look at his whole career, he hasn't really done that much. That's that great. Um. He's just, so I don't know. Yeah, he's done a few good things. Yeah. I feel like he's just kind of... I, I feel like he's like a big uh, John Carpenter worshiper. And a lot of the times he... I don't know. He likes, I, I think as a director, sometimes he'll have like those really kind of muscular framing. Like He makes those kind of cool compositions. Like There's that great shot in... Uh, at the end of From Dusk Till Dawn, here's another spoiler, but at the end of From Dusk Till Dawn where it shows all the trucks that have, like, fallen. Like, there, he, he has a knack for, like, just kind of cool images like that. I, I don't know if I'd say he's made, like, a bunch of great movies, but I don't know. Some, every once in a while I'll see something and I'm like, okay, that's that's something that only he would be putting on screen, you know? Right, yeah. So. But I have one more note that uh, observation I, I found very very funny about this movie mm -hmm. they reference men in black three different times and remember <laughs> this is 1998 so it had just come out they yeah. mention it like it's this classic sci-fi movie <laughs> it's like you know there's like what are we the men in black like lines like that <laughs> probably the weirdest one is um there's this part where elijah wood is talking to this girl who's really into sci-fi she really likes like robert heinlein like novels yeah and he's talking about how he thinks that people have always known aliens are real and that these great like filmmakers and writers have uh you know been making these films because they know the real and he lists you know all the greats spielberg lucas sonnenfeld <laughs> like, sonnenfeld like as if he's a master of sci-fi well that's gotta be like tongue-in-cheek then right like <laughs> no it's i'm pretty sure it's played totally serious wow i don't that's think awesome. it is a joke barry sonnenfeld the director of men in black who i will remind you also did uh uh, RV. I yeah. mean, he didn't back then, but Adam's family. Great cinematographer. He's, uh, uh, you know, worked with the Coens. You know. 
True, true. Mm. Produced uh, uh, space chimps. Uh. <laughs> Produced space <laughs> chimps. <laughs> uh, so he's a sci-fi master. It was just, it was just really weird. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's so bizarre that I just really want to watch the faculty. Now. Yeah, you know, if you like Men in Black, if you like the '90s, yeah. uh, if you like uh, Creed, maybe. You know. I guess. Yeah. Or if you hate Creed, you know, both either way, either one works. Uh, check it out. If you have any feeling about Creed whatsoever, <laughs> if you know Creed, if you know what that is, <laughs> you owe it to yourself to watch yeah, the faculty. Check this out and have a have a good laugh, have a good chuckle, have some fun. Michael, do you have another recommendation? Uh, yeah, well, I just wanted to talk briefly um, about the movie uh, Black Mass, which I finally saw oh, okay. uh, just the other day. Um, and yeah, I uh, nobody embarrassed themselves. Uh, it was, I think, a kind of solid uh, what happened uh, tale with with Whitey Bulger. Um, and I, I gotta give credit to Johnny Depp, who I think uh, this is probably the best performance i've seen him give in a while um having not seen mordecai i don't know if it's his best in a while maybe that is better but uh best performance pending (laughs) i'll put an asterisk (laughs) next to uh but yeah no like it's cool to see him not just be like uh you know a crazy vampire guy or or whatever like it, it was cool to see him do something that was uh you know still kind of throwing himself into this kind of monstrous uh character but still like noticeably a human being um yeah i don't know so that was cool but i just i did get the feeling that there were like five different movies that i I would have loved to have seen like embedded in that movie like that when like the whole stuff with the ira and him supplying the weapons i was like wow that's really fascinating i hope they do some more with this but then they kind of just don't and then like the whole dynamic of you know wow these uh imagine being like in the fbi and having this guy over for dinner and and like his you know his wife uh is just is going crazy right now and she's being like threatened by him and that's you know but then they just kind of like have that it's it's feels like so perfunctory like i feel like this this is like a, a rough draft of a great great fucking movie and uh yeah i don't know did you see it i did not Okay, well then I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> I'll it, though. I don't know. I'm I'm interested in seeing Johnny Depp yeah. try. I guess. I mean, he <laughs> sure. always kind of tries, but yeah. he he's been playing so many caricatures lately. Yeah. I think he to see him play a real person. I really do think he's a great actor. You know, I I feel like I think back to when you first saw uh, the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Jack Sparrow, that's a fucking great character. And, you know, they like there's been so many sequels and it's been like so run to the ground. But I, you got to he, he, he'll always have fucking Jack Sparrow and fucking Ed Wood. Like he's, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I, 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 I think Johnny Depp's really great, but I think he sometimes I don't know. Maybe he's just working with Burton too much or something. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, he got really famous and popular with those Pirates of the movies, and then he just kind of got burnt out, and I feel like now I hear him always say, like, I just don't give a shit anymore. I'll just do whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. I feel like that's too bad that he doesn't, like, I mean, he still challenges himself and does stuff that's interesting, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like he's he's gotten to the point where he just doesn't really care about what he picks most of the time, and that's wearing him down, and... It's kind of made him less interesting, but I'm glad that this is something that's interesting. Yeah, that's, uh, that's good to hear because I like Johnny Depp too. I also think that he's a very good actor. Yeah, he's just been doing weird, weird shit like Transcendence and the the Tourist and like stuff that he never would have done like in the '90s. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. so hopefully he'll he'll he's got some good stuff uh, lined up. I'm pretty sure he's doing another Alice in Wonderland movie, so I'm not going to be super mm. optimistic about where his career is going that was like a that was like a worldwide box office smash like that made so much money i didn't even realize it isn't that weird crazy so weird it's such a terrible film yeah i think the next one's got uh the mad hatter's dad though so uh, ah cool is he is he also played by stevie's dad i'm welcome in the middle Because if so, this, this I am on This breakout year, 2016. I believe it's Rise Ethan's, or however you want to say Oh, that guy, the lizard guy. 
isn't he isn't he younger than johnny depp it's kind of odd huh well you know they're all kind of weird ageless uh beings right you know in that yeah, world weird weird ageless beings <laughs> they're all freaky vampires um yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think i have anything else really to recommend uh over at mildlyplease.com uh, where this blog is posted and where i write other stuff it's shocktober so i'll be watching some uh spooky movies this year uh mostly foreign foreign stuff so you can check that out there uh maybe i'll talk about one um on here next time i haven't really seen anything that i feel like is really worth diving into yet yeah. but you know it's pretty early in october unless this podcast gets posted in like november on accident but i don't <laughs> think so i think we're we're back in the zone we're gonna get these out quicker mm. Uh, we've talked about some upcoming episodes. I don't know which one we're going to do next. Um, yeah. Either decide right now or keep it a surprise. I'll I'll keep, keep, it, a keep surprise. it a surprise. Well, okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so you can check us out on iTunes by searching mildly pleased, or you can go to mildlypleased.com, or you can just Google us. I don't think there's any other stream places yet. We're still the only podcast, to, to my knowledge, it's called Stream Police. Isn't that is that weird to you? Yeah, I'm surprised that nobody else has jumped on that because it's great. Like it's like Dream Police, but Stream Police. Yeah, wow. it's, it's brilliant. I like it. Maybe they uh, they named their you know, like these other podcasts named their stream podcasts like uh, they based off of like other Cheap Trick albums. <laughs> <laughs> what what other pun can be made though? Heaven tonight would be like Hulu tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would listen to a podcast called Hulu tonight. <laughs> I hope so. I hope that's the thing. Uh, I'm looking at other ones. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> I hope not. I, th- I, I hope, think you I came hope... up with the best one. Hulu <laughs> tonight. Our rival podcast. Hulu tonight. And they're just like really diehard about Hulu. It's like, is the best streaming service available? <laughs> God. Netflix sucks. Just oh, watch yeah. Hulu tonight. Hulu and chill. <laughs> that's the next big thing yeah alright so uh, thanks for listening Michael any last words uh bossa nova trompe le monde lines form on my face and hair.